You awaken in a cold sweat. Your heart races and your breath quickens. It's 3 a.m. and you're not alone. Something lurks in the corner of the room and it's darker than the night. You're deep in the woods, enjoying a family camping trip. Marshmallows roast and laughs are shared until something screams from behind the rig. It's neither human nor animal, but something in between. You can't see it, but it sees you. You're driving down a dark, lonely road, singing along to your favorite song, when something dressed in white crosses your path. You swerve to an immediate stop and check your rearview mirror, but nothing's there. The people are real, and the stories are legend. The problem is that legends are often riddled in myth. We uncover the truth. Tune in to Paratruth Radio every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NewLanternMedia.com and anywhere podcasts are found. Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart. I'm your host, Kat Ward. You can find new episodes on the second and last Sunday of each month on Podbean, YouTube, and any place you find fine podcasts. If you've had paranormal encounters you'd like to share, you can either be a guest on the show, or you can submit them in writing, and I'll be happy to narrate your story. Just drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. Folks, I'm happy to say that the show is growing because of you amazing people who take the time out of your day to listen. Thank you so much. Paranormal Heart Podcast would not be much of a show without you. And I've mentioned several times how amazed I am that the show reaches so many around the world. Places like Denmark. This episode's shout-out goes to you wonderful people in Denmark. In episode 64, I'm excited to be discussing a legend from my hometown. That legend is Rebecca's grave, located in Moncton, New Brunswick. I was fortunate enough to meet one of Rebecca's descendants and honored that she agreed to talk about the legend versus the truth of Rebecca Lutz and how she still contacts some of the Lutz family today. I give you Jess Lutz. Hey Jess, welcome to Paranormal Heart. Hi, glad to be here. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, like we were discussing uh, not too long ago, uh, it's been uh, difficult connecting, but we're here finally. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> and my apologies if there's interference in the background. My husband is working on our um, uh, dishwasher, and uh, so there might be a little bit of noise. <laughs> 
It's like shame enough. here. Mine's deciding to be a, a gourmet chef right now. Oh, so awesome. <laughs> cool. So Rebecca Lutz is like I've told you before, has been on my mind for so many years. I'm in my mid fifties and um, since high school, you know, every location, every town pretty much has their local legends and Rebecca Lutz was definitely the one uh, for this location. Uh, I'm originally from Dieppe, which is just outside of Moncton, New Brunswick. And um, there's so many uh, different legends that I've heard of her. So when I, when you and I met on Facebook, uh, I was so excited to be able to talk about the actual legend as opposed to the actual truth. So um, yes. I thought maybe we could discuss a little bit about legend. I can tell you what I what I have heard and you can tell me what you've heard and then we can kind of talk about what Rebecca was actually like or, you know, the actual true story. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. So I remember going um, with a bunch of high school friends up to Gorge Road in Moncton and um, the, tomb, the, the gravestones aren't there anymore and there's a lot of speculation now that I've been reading over the past few years as to if, if those tombstones were actually there at all. And it's like, yes, I know they were there. I remember seeing Rebecca Lute's name, you know, and there was another one next to her and I can't remember the name, but everybody said it was her mother. And I remember um, going to the library and researching it and, and her name was Rebecca Ann Lutz. And I thought, wow. Uh, not too many people know the middle name, but I, you know, back in the days with the microfish, you know, uh, so that that was pretty neat because some of the legends were she got hit by a car, and I don't think there were any cars in the Moncton area in the 1870s, uh, so that was pretty much debunked. Um, some of them, but because of the the uh, the car incident, they said that she she came back, and uh, they they all said she was a witch, and then they hung her and buried her and put concrete on top. Uh, some people say um, there were cr uh, failed crops that summer um, or you know th that year and um, they also had uh, cattle that were disappearing. Uh, some cattle were being uh, found uh, just mutilated and some of the stories were that um, Rebecca and her mother were, th now this is all from memory here, uh, Rebecca and her mother were actually taking the blood from these cattle so they could use in spells and oh, on and on. There's so many different legends. So, and you're shaking your head yes. And folks, I know this is audio, <laughs> but we're looking at each other. Um, I take it these are some of the stories that you've actually heard. Um, yes, but every, every story that has been told, there is a legitimate reason or there's a legitimate story behind it. Because like I said, she is an ancestor of mine. So I heard all of the real stories compared to what everybody else hears. Exactly. So yeah. It, it's a little weird when you hear all these things. And like I get goosebumps because I mean, like you think about all these things that people think. And then when you try to debunk it, they just don't care to hear the actual truth side of it. They want to mm -hmm. hear and they want to listen to what the folktale is yes. pretty much so like it's it's just funny to me <laughs> honestly because <laughs> like growing up we've heard stories and I mean there is some truth to some of it mm -hmm. but there's there's not a whole lot <laughs> so it's just it, it's just funny to us really so well I'm glad that uh, your family's taking it from a funny point of view and not getting upset um, it's kind of moot anyways you know 
you can't really stop people from saying or thinking certain legends, you know. Uh, but it's really, yeah. really interesting, and I'm so excited that I'm that I actually am talking to an ancestor, like a descendant of Rebecca Lutz. So this is uh, really, really exciting for me. And um, I have to tell you a little um, a little story about when a bunch of us went up back in the '80s. Um, we were standing on the road, and just next to the road, folks, is where uh, Rebecca and supposedly her mother were buried, and there's concrete on top because, oh, and apparently she was buried upside down, face down, too, so she decided to claw her way out. She'd be clawing down instead of up, and they put the concrete to make sure, you know, back in the 1800s, you know, witches' stories, you know. Uh, it's kind of kind of funny now, but um, but I remember we were two, maybe three carloads of um, teenagers, and all of a sudden, um, this truck, this pickup truck, out of nowhere showed up, and there's this old man who says, "You kids better get out of here. Weird things happen." Now that area, we would have been able to see or hear the truck coming, but we heard nothing. We didn't see lights. We didn't see anything. All of a sudden, he's there. And it's like, you kids better get out of here because weird things are happening. And I was actually talking to a friend of mine uh, just the other night, and she's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, have you ever heard of any other people talk about strange trucks or strange vehicles showing up like that, telling people to leave? Yeah. Um, one of the owners, actually, of the property, mm. um, when he was when he actually owned the property, he was not very happy about having to take care of the graves yep. that were there. So, I mean, he um, he does have, like, his brothers and whatever else that actually go down and tell people, like, you know, you should just keep going. Like, there's no, there's no issue. And, you know, if you want to see things happen, they'll say that the best time to come is at a certain time or whatever. Basically just adding to the, to the spook of, of it, I guess. Yeah. But in all honesty, though, like, I haven't been there in quite some time because of that reason. Like, I mean, there's... It's just there's too much of a of a story behind it, and there's mm -hmm. always so many people out there that it's just I find disrespectful towards my like my ancestors and stuff basically to to be just kind of messing around. It's kind of like a cemetery type of thing. Like you don't want to go and overstep or anything mm -hmm. like that. And especially with her history, you don't really want to you don't really want to trample on something that you just want to take back with you. So I kind of keep my distance. Yeah. It's but, understandable. No. It's yeah. kind of funny because some people said she was a witch. I've heard some people refer to her as a vampire or a demon. And it's just like, oh my, like, yeah, pick a story. <laughs> but yeah, uh, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Rebecca did have, um, she, it, it's hard to explain. Like, she did have, like, the second sense. Like, she could... She basically could see things that other people technically couldn't see, but uh -huh. they chalked that up to being um, like a psychotic break type thing. Okay. Because when Rebecca got, when Rebecca got sick, um, what happened was is her fevers and stuff like that were becoming a problem, and the psychotic state was making her see things that weren't necessarily there. Mm -hmm. So she was talking to the farm animals, she was talking to fences, she was talking to walls. She basically um, came to a point where the fever took over, mm -hmm. so it wasn't, she wasn't really in the right state, so. I also heard there was another story that said um, that she had actually passive tuberculosis. Is there any yes. fact to that? Yes? Okay, at least there's yes. one part that's 
that's uh, correct. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, my uh, yeah. paternal grandmother passed away of that as well. So, um, uh, and it wasn't that long ago. It was before my time, but uh, yeah, apparently that year, uh, the province of New Brunswick actually had an outbreak of TB uh, from what yeah. I was reading. So, yeah. Um, so tell us some other stories that you've heard and then we'll get to the facts. Um, we actually, like, um, we're, we're, we come from a family where that that's not really, um, it's not really uncommon for like the paranormal thing. So like we understand where it would come from, but I do have, I do have family members that are really equipped with that side. And I do have family members that do believe in stuff like that and whatever else. And I mean, like there's things here at the house too, that just are unexplained and whatever else. And, um, like the stories that we've heard is pretty much everything else that everybody else heard. Mm -hmm. But we're at the point where you're going to believe what you want to believe anyways, yeah. regardless of what the truth is. So we just don't try to debunk any of it anymore. We basically just like, yeah, yeah, you know, this is the way she was. Yeah. And it, it's basically just a legend that's going to keep progressing and it's going to keep getting different stories each time. But I've pretty much heard everything that you've heard and probably more. I've heard the that she walks along the fence and she'll like rub her hand along the fence. When you go, your headlights won't turn on. There is um, an old farmhouse that's there. And if you drive by, there's no light on. But then when you go to look back, there's a light on that's upstairs that has like a green ominous glow oh, to it. I have seen that. I yeah. have seen that, yeah. And when you <laughs> look through the window, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, just before I forget, when you look into the window, because uh, we saw the light upstairs, you look into the window and the staircase at the time was, there's no way anybody could have gone up it. So, you know, uh, there was only myself and one of the guys that was with us were brave enough to go and take a look to see, oh, who's in the house? Maybe somebody's actually living there. And we look in and it's like, okay, no way. There's no way that anybody could go up those stairs. You know what the best part about that is? Is that was actually Rebecca's home. That was one of the questions I was going to ask. Oh, wow. Yes. So, like I like I mentioned earlier in conversations, her mm -hmm. the farm and stuff that they supposedly lived on, mm -hmm. that was a very close family friend and Rebecca was a farmhand where she became basically effectuated really with mm -hmm. the animals and stuff like that there. So she spent a lot of her time there. Like she mm -hmm. was there all the time. So Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you know if it's mentioned in, in uh, family stories, was she able to um, uh, communicate with the animals? Is that maybe that's why she had a connection with them? Towards the end of it, that's what they think it was. Mm -hmm. But honestly, the family just kind of chalked it up as a psychotic break because, yeah. like I said, the fevers and stuff like that were taking over most of everything, if not anything. Like So right. it was more of the fact that they were trying to... She was trying to feel comfortable. She was trying to adapt to somebody that she could be around mm -hmm. so I mean she did spend a lot of time with the animals and whatnot so maybe being able to communicate with them was a thing but mm -hmm. honestly in the history and stuff there was never really mentioned she just spent a lot of time with them so hmm. she no, was basically like a loner though she didn't spend much time with too many people except for like I said the farm hands and mm -hmm. whatever else was going on at the time wow I'm just looking at you, and there is the, the resemblance of the photos that you sent me of Rebecca, especially the eyes. 
It's it's uncanny. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's definitely a loot trait that we all have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it's, pretty neat. Yeah, it's definitely, it, it's definitely there for sure. Now, I know you had mentioned uh, in past chats that you and I had that um, it runs in the family that uh, there's a bunch of sensitives. Uh, you know, whether it's... Yes. Yeah. And do you know how far back it goes before Rebecca? That the family um, well, Rebecca was Rebecca was adopted into the family but not adopted from another family. Mm-hmm. So um the thing is though is that like at the age where she was adopted it was my ancestor's younger sibling that mm-hmm. had had her at a very young age. So it wasn't adopted from another family. It was just she kind of took over because she didn't have the responsibility of dealing with it. Yeah. And as far as I know, it does go back a ways. I mean, my grandmother, which would be, um, which would be with my grandfather, like my great great grandfather. Mm-hmm. He had some kind of sense when he was around, but he never really exposed it as much as everybody else did because well back then it wasn't something that you can just be like oh hey yeah. <laughs> like you know what i mean so it wasn't hush back it then. wasn't really oh yeah most definitely mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't a thing that you wanted to kind of come forward with so it wasn't really mentioned before her mm-hmm. but i think the excuses that they came up with with the family was the fact that it was the disease that was taking over that made her do the things that she was doing mm-hmm. but personally nowadays where it's kind of allowed to be kind of thing like it's not really much burn at the stake kind of yeah. thing mm-hmm. so I think now the family is starting to realize that there's a lot more there's a lot more of that in our genes when we go further down like I said myself included mm-hmm. I have things that happen around the house and stuff like that that's just you just can't explain it like you just can't so it's yeah. it scares some of us <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty much good with it now so yeah it's uh is it something that your family has discussed whenever things like that happen? Because um, I know some people, when they grow up as a sensitive, um, some of the family members don't talk about it. And it's really difficult for someone to grow up with those abilities, not knowing, um, you know, can I tell my parents? Can I tell my siblings? Can I tell anybody in the family? You know, and it's really difficult for a lot of kids growing up with, with these abilities. Um, they tend to shut themselves out from everybody and um, get to be, uh, I don't want to say shy, but they're, they're, they're pretty much loners, you know. Um, and then there's some families, because now nowadays the paranormal is a little bit more uh, accepted, you know. Uh, yes. People actually will openly talk about it. So there's yeah. a little bit more support, with, uh, especially now with some kids if they're growing up with abilities. So did you have any support system? Um, like with family and stuff like that, like we, we would, um, we're very open. We're Mm -hmm. very, like, there's not much that we keep hidden in our family. So we have discussed like experiences where, you know, stuff would happen and they were like, oh my God, like, you know, like what's going on? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we would talk about those, but we would never talk about like the resolved end of it or anything like that would help the problem. Like we've never, we've never really seen it as a problem. We just Mm -hmm. kind of learned how to deal with it because we just were used to it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's not like, it's just, it's not strange for us. It's, it's pretty much common. So I understand that. Yeah. Uh, strange things (laughs) happen too. And it's just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, You just get used to it, especially when you've grown up that way. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, she has 
inspired musicians. There's a Rebecca's Grave um, musical band in Moncton. Uh, I've never My heard them, so I don't know. There's nephew is actually a part of that band. No way! I don't even know what kind of music it is. I just know that there's a band named after it. Heavy you know metal. Kind of heavy metal. Oh, cool! I'm gonna have to check that out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and um, a, um, um, a local in Moncton actually made a movie. And from what you and I discussed. Uh, It's on the real Rebecca, so I'm hoping that his his idea was just wanting to make a movie on the legend, and because uh, I've never seen the movie, um, I'd like to just to see how it was made and everything. But um, I'm curious to find out what uh, just what what route route did he take to make that movie? And um, like you mentioned before, no facts. <laughs> I've not. I've honestly never seen it, so yeah. I can't really say. Like, I can't really spec. Like, I can't really mention on that because yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't see a point of watching something that I already know what yeah. the truth is and what the difference <clears throat> is. So I just, it basically wasn't something that I was interested in seeing. So yeah. So she was sixteen years old when she passed. Is that correct? Do you know? Yeah. yeah? yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, and I, I had found a um time of death, well not a time, a date, it was January 2nd, 1876. Uh, so that's a few moons, a few moons back. Um, yeah, just, yeah, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know when the concrete was actually poured on top of the, uh, the graves? When the concrete was poured was yeah. when um, like the factory down the street, yeah. yep. that was actually when it was poured. It wasn't, okay. it it wasn't actually poured when she was put in the ground or anything like that. I didn't like think that. so. That, that part didn't make sense to me. Uh, no. Because back in the 1800s, logistically, it wouldn't have been very easy to be able to get concrete, I would imagine, back up on the Gorge Road. So, yeah, and the factory was uh, built so many more, you know, a lot, a lot oh, jeepers, I'm getting tongue-tied, my apologies. It was built a lot longer after uh, 1876. The, so. uh, the thing about the graves being there, that is, that is true. Um, yep. my great, 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 great grandmother, uh, Rothilla Jane Lutz was actually Jane Lutz, which is Rebecca's mother. Okay. So she was buried in the same plot because like the family had the home that was across the street mm -hmm. and there was actually back in the day, there was actually like a rope um, cemetery that was there at one point, but they basically oh, used it as like kind of like a pet cemetery where okay. they would bury their cats or their dogs or whatever it was. So she literally is there, but I think what the purpose was of the concrete was to basically write in stone that she was there because the 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 gravestones at one point were definitely destroyed. Yeah. There were there was pieces of it that were taken from there that just kind of broke apart over the years it was only literally like maybe about that big so it wasn't yep. it wasn't something that was and with the guy running it over with the lawn tractor and this and that mm -hmm. and breaking pieces off they decided that putting a concrete barrier over where they were buried originally would be the best idea so he didn't run over it anymore yeah so it's it's so interesting um out of everybody who's 
who's been buried. Like, I didn't even know that there was another cemetery there. And I've been there countless times as a teenager. Yeah, it's like it was it wasn't something it wasn't something that was ever um like ever a thing. Like it wasn't an actual legit cemetery that it yeah. became a cemetery. Um back then where it was there was there was the farmland where the fence was mm-hmm. and they had like this little section off for like the dogs and the cats or if any of the farm family or anything where the pets were buried and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca was a big part of that farm. So when Rebecca passed they decided to bury her with basically the animals that she got to know and got to love. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you read my mind. That was a question I was going to ask later on. Why bury yeah. her where they did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I remember uh, you and I having a discussion one night, and I asked you if uh, I could picture her with a big workhorse, uh, you know, with the black boots and the skirt hiked. And uh, yeah, that's that's. She really loved the animals. Yeah. She was always she was always around the animals and stuff like that. So I mean, she was she was a hardworking girl. Like I she she did what she had to do. She helped up around the house. She mm-hmm. she basically took a job on as being a farmhand, helping with the animals, cleaning out the stalls. She just most of the time she that's where she was. She wasn't home nice. very much at all. <laughs> yeah. And she wasn't. Uh, she was a very tiny girl too. She wasn't very tall, was she? From what you told oh, me, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I'm actually, um, I'm actually one of the tallest ones in my family, and I'm only five foot eleven. Um, oh wow! Yeah. The tallest only. <laughs> one after me would be my brother, which he's over six feet tall. But the men in the family were tall, and the girls in our family were very short. <laughs> oh wow! So, so like five foot, five foot two, barely. Yeah, my grandmother's barely. Um, I would say about five two, five three tops. Wow. So, yeah. So to be rugged like that and work on the farm and uh, being like a farmhand, that's, you know, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, most definitely. She, like I said, she pulled her weight very well. There was never anything that was ever bad that ever had to say about her. I mean, for the family that uh, did pass on the stories and stuff like that, she said that she was a very hardworking girl, that she did Mm -hmm. what she needed to do by any means necessary. So, Mm mm-hmm. Do you know anything else about her? Was she shy? Um, I think you mentioned that earlier. I don't think she was outgoing very much. She just kept to herself. Yeah. Yeah, she was a very closed off person. It was pretty much just family orientated, which was with her mom or um, my great great grandfather and stuff like that. Like that was pretty much her life is just being at home. Mm-hmm. So it was it it was basically just her. I, she didn't really have much around or anything like that. So, hmm. I don't know if it's something that you wanted to mention. Um, has anyone in the family, I already know some of the answer, but has anyone in the family communicated with her? And if you don't, <laughs> if you don't want to answer, that's fine. <laughs> um, no, she's she's around. <laughs> yeah, she 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 makes rounds for sure. She definitely pays visits to um, some of us. Um, like I had mentioned in a previous message, and when we had talked, um, my great grandparents were definitely her main um, her main go to spot. So mm-hmm. she was she was definitely around. Like it's not that she's she's gone. She's she's definitely still here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope. Uh... I hope she's going to like the fact that her story is being told. Uh, 
some of the stories you debunked. You can't really mention it, and some like things go things go haywire. Like I said, like they, yeah. there's always something. Like speaking about her, I I constantly like I have goosebumps as we speak the minute that you know that anything is being said or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like she's, eh, she's close. <laughs> it could be that. Uh, she hears her name and she's like, oh, someone's talking about me and wants to hear hear more or, uh, yeah. Do you know if anyone's ever had any like dreams of her or um, ha- ha- when, when you say she makes herself known, how, how, does, she, how does this happen? Um, there's certain things that she does. My grandmother used to tell me stories where um, we've never we've never really been a farm family after the fact. Like I mean, my all my grandparents and stuff like that. Like my great great grandparents all worked on farms. Mm-hmm. Um, when we had our generation, where my great grandmother that I've actually physically met and my great grandfather passed just before I was born. But she used to tell me stories about um, his side of the family, which is Rebecca's side. Mm-hmm. that they would mention smelling hay or oh, wow. um, that they would they would hear certain things that only she would know or they would mention her mom's name or they would hear a soft whisper or something like that but the biggest giveaway for her was the farm smell having mm-hmm. the smell of hay or having like the just a, an overpowering smell of farm yeah so like it was it was definitely something that you couldn't avoid either, especially mm-hmm. when you live out in the country and you don't really have that smell as much, especially mm-hmm. not living on a farm. You have the clean, like, crisp air, and mm-hmm. no, not when she was around. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, amazing. No. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. Has any, do you know, I'm not even sure how to put this. Um, if she would have a message for people, do you do you have a feeling of what she would like to tell people? <laughs> if she had something to say, she'd get her point across. <laughs> she's, she's very blunt. <laughs> she she never um, she never sugarcoated anything. She was a very outgoing person. Like I think mm-hmm. that's why she was so closed off is because people couldn't take her honesty and oh, her bluntness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she she's very she's very blunt. So mm-hmm. I think if she did have something to say, or if she was concerned with anything, she would let you know. <laughs> like most definitely. That's awesome. <laughs> Has she? Um, when you say that she's uh, made herself known since then, do you know? Has she ever knocked anything over? Is it just the smell of the the farm smell? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> oh, you have. Um, please I actually, tell. <laughs> I actually have a doll that. Um, it's actually kind of funny. It's. It's, it's not funny, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother had passed this doll down, like, generations to generations, and I have native blood on my side of the family. Mm-hmm. So when we um, came to Hillsborough, we've been here since, I don't even know, my family's been here since 1700s, as far as I can see back. So mm-hmm. we've handed this doll down, and I have this doll hanging in my kitchen. And she wears a pair of moccasins. They're beaded moccasins. They are literally adjusted to her feet. They're elastic band at the top. There's no mm-hmm. way for them to physically fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids can't reach them. Uh, no one can touch them. And every morning when you get up, I'm constantly looking for those moccasins. Oh, <laughs> she wow. Just won't keep them on her feet. That's <laughs> just, awesome. Wherever they may lay is where they lay. <laughs> I have I, I've yet to find them the last time that she has taken them, so she's hid them pretty good this time. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Do you ever say, oh, Rebecca, really? Like, where where are the moccasins? All the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> I've found them in the most obvious places. I mean, like, I've opened my cupboards, and they were sitting inside my cupboards in my, oh, wow. where my forks and my knives are. Yeah. I've opened um, the closet in the bathroom, and they were just sitting on top of the shelf. Like, it's, it's places that I know physically that none of my kids can reach or anything mm-hmm. like that, and I've found them. So, I mean, <laughs> obviously, yeah. they're there for a reason. Yeah. But it's it's crazy. And also, she has this thing where she likes to run up and down my stairs and making a lot of noise while doing it. Oh. <laughs> so, like she's like I said, if she wants to you to know that she's around, she definitely makes her presence clear. Like it's wow. not something that's just a little bump in the night or anything yeah. like that. It's it's full out kids play, really. Because mm-hmm. yeah. does she do that with other family members too, or just mainly you, or? Um, for some reason, it's when I'm present. Um, I've, I've definitely been to other houses and stuff where there's been nothing that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family has said like there was no issues. Um, I lived in Alberta for 10 years and I came home. And when I came home and left again, they were like, Jessica, you need to come back here. <laughs> like, oh, really? There's stuff that's just not good. And you need to make sure that this thing goes back with you because <laughs> we don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Can you talk a little yeah. bit about what was going on? Um, well, my grandmother, um, we've lived in a bunch of different houses. We're constantly moving, but we've always stayed in the Hillsborough area for the most part. It was mm-hmm. either that or Turtle Creek that we've always been. Yep. So um, one of the places that my grandmother had lived in, I've never stepped foot in it. I mm-hmm. was never there ever. And there was one night that um, I stayed the night and I was in a really bad mood. I, I just wanted to kind of shut out the, like shut out the world for the night. So I went to a spare room that was in the house. Mm-hmm. And um, my family knows to stay away from me when I get upset. Just kind of leave me be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I woke up to having someone put a blanket over me. And I went back to sleep. So obviously I wasn't scared. It wasn't intimidating. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything that was harmful. So I woke up and I went downstairs and I was like, well, thanks for whoever put the blanket on me because, you know, like I was cold. And they're like, mm-hmm. um, we know not to go anywhere near you when you're <laughs> upset. So what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, I then went upstairs to go get this blanket. And it was a blanket that no one has ever seen before, ever. Like it was wow. just randomly there. Yeah. And so that was my experience with me. So after I left, my grandmother was downstairs at the bottom of the stairs. Her bedroom was literally just at the bottom of the staircase to your right. She was laying into bed and she's seen the black skirt, the hiked up boots, the white shirt yep. standing at the end of the balcony and was like, uh uh-uh, nope. <laughs> she just oh. got up, shut the door, and went back to sleep. So, oh. Yeah. They did not live there long after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was basically just those kind of things that happened but it was only when I was ever present in the house like Mm -hmm. if I was to leave it's like it it upset whatever was going on Mm -hmm. and then it was everybody else could see what was going on that's interesting you and Rebecca definitely have a connection it's it's, yeah yeah I can I can just sense it just looking at you right now it's there's a some kind of a connection don't not quite sure what it is but uh yeah it's, uh... Yeah, it was always, for me, it was always a thing growing up that everybody would say that, you know, like it was this and it's that. And you'd hear all these stories in school and whatever else. 
I actually literally took the liberty to figure out exactly what was going on, what had happened, oh, wow. and why she was the way she was. So maybe yeah. that's why she like she's drawn more to me than anybody else. But there's mm-hmm. definitely something that's been with me since I was my daughter's age, and she's two. So oh wow, it's been a while. Yeah. Does your daughter? You have two kids, right? I think I have three. Three. Sorry. Um, do they show signs of uh, having any abilities as well? Yeah. <laughs> um, my daughter, uh, my oldest, she is going to be seven in September. Mm-hmm. Um, she has told me that she has had conversations with the lady in the wall. Um, this lady mm-hmm. has told her that she does not want to cause her harm, that she is an ancestor, and she was sent here to be my daughter's guardian angel. Wow. So... Has she ever described it? Is it Rebecca? It's, it's a little freaky when you hear my daughter talking about the lady in the wall because yeah. you can hear their conversations. If you stand at the top of the stairs and my daughter mm-hmm. is talking to whoever this is, it's not that you hear one side of the conversation, you hear both. Hear both? Wow. That's amazing. Usually you only hear the one. The, the, you know, you hear the, the child with a conversation. I wonder if it, you hear it because you're a sensitive yourself. Or have other people heard it? I think that's the situation because my boyfriend currently um, has heard her talking but has not heard both sides of the conversation. Has basically just heard her um, have a conversation, a full-on conversation with herself Mm -hmm. and answering her own questions type thing. But it wasn't wasn't a question that was answered and she was answering it herself. It was a question that was asked and she was answering. So it's it's definitely different. (laughs) Wow. Has she ever described the woman? Do you think it's Rebecca? You can hear you can hear my boyfriend in the background saying, "Yeah, tell me about it." <laughs> Does it freak him out? Oh yes. <laughs> it's harder for him to understand it because he hasn't been around it, and I mean, mm-hmm. I've dealt with it pretty much my whole life. So for my daughter to be the same way, I don't yeah. try to discourage that side of her either. That's I try good. to get her to embrace it because if it's something that she is passionate about or something that she is scared of mm-hmm. then I will deal with it yep. but if it's something that is not a harm towards her or not any kind of basically not leading her down the wrong path mm-hmm. then I'm fine with it it's nice to see um, that you're nurturing and not uh, hindering um, abilities in in your kids because there are a lot of parents that do that and it's, it's really sad to see um, a lot of them are either afraid or they just don't know how to approach it uh, but it's something that you can relate to, so it's easy for you to help her. Yeah, yeah most that's definitely. nice. Kudos to you, um, mom. <laughs> the, pers- the person that she um, that she sees, I do believe that it is either Rebecca or my great grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. Me and my great grandmother um, on my Lute side mm-hmm. was very close. We, I was the first great granddaughter. I was basically very, very. Uh, very close with her so mm-hmm. I mean I'm not exactly sure I know there's more than one or two that are in the house currently but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure who they are because they have not given they haven't given that sign to me yet but they okay. have said to my daughter that they are um, that it's her grandmother and that she mm. that she's safe so okay and you don't get any bad vibes from uh, from all that good <laughs> no, definitely Good. not. I, I'm not at the point where I'm scared, but like I said, my, my boyfriend has a different uh, view on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> 
Um, do you, your other two kids, do they um, show signs of, of uh, seeing her as well or? Hmm. Interesting. Well, my two-year-old, my two-year-old will kind of space out a little bit, and she'll mm -hmm. like follow what is going on and whatnot. But she doesn't really, she doesn't really pay attention. And my son, he's the only boy, so I mean, mm -hmm. he does his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really want anything to do with anything else. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, how did when you were a school age, did people know you were descended of Rebecca? No. No. How did it make you feel? Because I'm sure people used to talk about the legend around school. You probably heard I, other kids. That, How did that make you feel? We just kind of kept in the shadows. Yeah. Like, I mean, there wasn't anybody that actually wanted to um, to do this kind of thing. Because, like I said, like, um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stories and a lot of whatever that goes on with the Lutz family. Um, I actually don't know if you know this or not, but the Amityville Horror is actually a loot, not yes. a but Yes. It's actually a loot. I did so I know that. We have, <laughs> we, we have that going on. <laughs> so, I mean, we've got, we just like to stay out of the, the limelight. We like to be yeah. back in the shadows and not kind of have that light shine on yep. everything. So, I think they pronounce it Lutz, though, in the States. I don't think they pronounce it Lutz. I've heard some people pronounce it Lutz. And I'm like, no, it's Lutz. <laughs> My uncle Robert, um, mm -hmm. my pap's brother, his last name is spelled L-U-T-Z. Okay, and he yeah. is full-blown a Lutz. He is not... <laughs> a Lutz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first time I heard that, I'm like, the Lutz? And then when they mentioned the house, I'm like, oh! oh devastating yeah. to my family. <laughs> yeah. When we hear it, we're just like, no! Like, no! Do you know so if you're related? There's two different ways to spell it, so... Oh, yeah. The way you spell it, and then the uh, T-Z. Do you know if you're yeah. if they're if you're related at all, um, like the Amityville Lutz and because there there could be different spellings, but along the way, if you look at the family tree, they could be the same family, but then just decided to change the name. It could have been a misspell or whatever. But do you know if there's a connection? Yeah, actually, um, there is, but it's only because um, of <coughs> the sense that we are sensitive to stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the original the original family that was there before, mm -hmm. um, no relation to the actual crime itself or mm -hmm. any relation to what happened in that house, but the aftermath of it when our family had moved into the home, that is when things kind of, yeah. Interesting. So, Again, like I said, my uncle and my great grandfather and all that stuff was not forthcoming with the mm -hmm. things they could see or what they didn't see. Yeah, they basically thought it was to the girl's side not to be okay to present that as a normal thing. Mm -hmm. So it was never it was never brought up or never mentioned because it was my actual like I'm not even sure who at this point. So <laughs> like, yeah, but it wasn't something that was brought up because it was the male side that was seeing it, not the female side. So mm -hmm. it was definitely different to be to be like talked about or spoken of mm -hmm. uh, the, the, uh, sorry I'm just so much like it's just so interesting like I said to, to be able to talk to you about your family I mean it, it's it's just, it just amazes me that I, I don't know how we how we found each other it just happened no, I meant I mentioned on uh, I think it's the um, on Facebook group. It was the Moncton Paranormal. Yeah. 
society or I can't remember the name and uh, I remember when we went back home uh, in July and we were just driving around you know, reminiscing you know remembering places and it's like Gorge Road yeah I remember that but but there's a road up Magnetic Hill someplace that I remember going to uh, with a boyfriend uh, there was um, talk about uh, this man that you could see walking up the hill and then he would disappear so we thought we're gonna go check it out and we actually did see I'm like yeah who's that coming up the hill and all it was just um, a shadow of a man and my boyfriend looks and says oh I don't know and all of a sudden just disappeared well he was sketched out he was like okay we need to go I'm like well no let's just drive down and see maybe he ducked into yeah. like off the road or whatever you know uh, so we did no there was no one there and it's like I think we just saw the ghost and all these years I thought it was Gorge Road but no it wasn't Gorge Road that was Rebecca um, and I can't remember the name of that road now but it was up Magnetic Hill Way um, and it wasn't in the 1800s when the this um, this uh, man, uh, he was a lot in the 20th century, but I don't know what year. And I've been trying to figure out the name of the road and trying to get more information. But uh, yeah, so when I put that inquiry out on that Facebook group, and then a bunch of people, you know, Rebecca's grave, Rebecca's grave. I'm like, no, it's not Rebecca, it's another one. And then, yeah, you you popped up and just, uh, yeah, maybe Rebe Rebecca sent you to me. <laughs> you never know. She's She's got a weird way of doing things. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's, and I know there's no family photos, eh? Other than that no. one that you sent me. Um, my grandmother actually um, was in a home that uh, she had for many, many years. Um, it was an old, old style home. It actually had a house fire that burnt about ninety percent of ninety percent of what she had before when before mm -hmm. she moved into the mobile home that she was at. So, wow, that's too bad. Yeah. I remember also reading that uh, 19, uh, not 19, 1876, um, there was a, a fire that, uh, I need some notes here about it, uh, yeah, there was lots of buildings and crops that were lost to fires, and again, they had blamed Rebecca for, for that. Uh, that, I didn't you know, know what, about the fires. Um, my, my grandfather um, had told my grandmother um, mm -hmm. Dorothy, which is the one that was married to the Lutes, um, mm -hmm. he had told him that, uh, like, he had talked to her about stuff, like, it was back then with the grant, like, his dad had told him, and I guess that it was a drought, um, there was no, there wasn't any really rain uh -huh. that was going on, yeah. um, there wasn't anything like that, and there was an incident where, um, her mother had went to the neighbor's place, and she made an empty threat that if they wouldn't help with her daughter's disease, that she was going to burn down their barn and that she was oh. going to do this. And just so happens that it did catch on fire and it did burn to the ground. Wow. So, yeah. It and was a, all coincidence. It had well, nothing yeah. to do with anything that they did. So, But back then, they would have seen that at, you know, it's their witches. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that part. I just recently found out about the fire too um, when I was doing a little bit of research on it. Uh, like we mentioned, there's been so many different stories about Rebecca. Uh, just like I said, I had heard uh, she was hit by a car and she came back and just so many, it just didn't make sense and I, I needed to know more. I needed to go research that, but uh, yeah, I didn't know about the fire. Hmm. Yeah, like that's that's pretty much what it chalked up to, up to be, though, because you have all these farmlands right there. Um, you have all this long grass and yep. the dry grass and stuff. 
said, we, um, her mother uh, had found out that Rebecca was sick and we didn't have, like, back then we didn't have the medications that we have now, obviously. Yeah. So she was asking for help and she was doing pretty much anything impossibly that she could to save Rebecca. And this family that she had um, approached, she had asked for help. And like I said, she made idle threats. She made empty threats, really. She wasn't yeah. really going to do anything. It's just a mother's love, like I could understand. And it just so happened a day or two after that incident, it caught on fire. And yeah. that's what had happened. So I can't imagine the feelings that she like. She's desperately trying to find someone to help her daughter, and she's scared and angry and just all those emotions. I just can't imagine. Yeah, hmm. see, but that's why everybody um, had said that they were a family of witches and stuff like that. Because, like, you never underestimate what a mother can do, and you never underestimate the stuff that a mother's lengths that they will go through to mm -hmm. make sure that their daughter has what they need yep. or to have them healthy and back on their feet again. So, I mean... And ultimately, at the end, that's pretty much what it was, was that a mother's love and it just wasn't, she just couldn't get the means that she needed to be able to take Rebecca, care of Rebecca the way that she needed to be treated, yeah. so. Wow. Let's, uh, I, I don't know if once I play this back, if we'll pick anything up, but Rebecca, do you have anything to say? <laughs> Nothing here, I don't think. No, nothing here either. But once I play it no. back, you never know. <laughs> Can you say hello, Rebecca? <laughs> that would be neat if I heard that, if I got a little bit of an EVP on there. <laughs> I would definitely let you know if I did. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about Rebecca and your family and, and any weird occurrences that have happened throughout the generations? Um, the only thing that I really have is that um, my great-great-grandparents, um, which would be ones that actually did physically meet Rebecca herself, um, oh. they had their heart set on this house, and they they wanted it for years and years, and um, it turns out that the family that was in there before, I guess, was possessed some way, and hmm. the husband ended up um, murdering his wife. And wow. hanging himself in an apple tree in the side property um, in the backyard and um, I guess and I've st I've seen it myself the apples on that apple tree just do not grow back whatsoever Strange. They, um, the apple tree still stands mm -hmm. still stands strong today but mm -hmm. no apples have ever grown back on that tree ever Wow, that's interesting do you know if anyone yeah. has ever gone to investigate up there, like any paranormal investigators? I wouldn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I honestly think that there's more um, to the whole story. Um, Graham used to tell us when we were younger that Rebecca was always with us because mm -hmm. she was basically just looking out for us because she didn't want to be treated the way that she and her mother were treated. Mm -hmm. Um it's not that they thought, again, it's not like they thought that they were witches or anything, but they did notice that there was something off about Rebecca and our family. 
Mm-hmm. But there wasn't there wasn't any proof, and there wasn't anything that actually said that there was more than what there is. Like, I mean, today there's obviously proof of different things that mm-hmm. we discuss as a family now. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, there wasn't really much to go by. There's just her disease that she was sick, and they needed to help her, and they didn't have the help that they needed. So mm-hmm. it basically it basically was one coincidence after another, and now it's just. It's hard to say because Rebecca's Rebecca's definitely here, but like I said, Graham used to tell us all the time that she's here to protect us and mm-hmm. to make sure that we did not go through the hassle and everything that she did. Mm-hmm. So she's she's definitely back. Like there's no ifs ands or buts about it. I mean, mm-hmm. she's still very present to this day, but not for the reasons people think that she's back. Yeah. So like it's. It's, she's protecting it's the family. It's strange, but she's she's here for a whole different reason. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. her thinking that, like, everybody thinking that she's a witch and whatever else, I don't think, honestly, I don't think there's any truth to it. I think Rebecca was her own person, mm-hmm. and I think that she was a very strong individual. I think that's why she's she's here now, because she wasn't, she wasn't done with what she needed to do, mm-hmm. and she's letting everybody know that she's still here and being that strong, indep- independent person that she always was. So, like... Well, in the 1800s, too, if a woman was a, had a strong personality and spoke her mind, um, plus having abilities, being sensitive, that was, those are a good couple of strikes against them. You know, um, women weren't supposed to be speaking their minds back then. So um, that probably just yeah. fell with the, think- the, the witch thing. Yeah, like I think what it was more so is the fact that she had a very strong voice. And I think it was when she got sick and stuff, she started losing that voice because she just got weaker and weaker as she went. Yeah. Um, like I said, Graham had always told us and Graham always told us and the stories that went down from generations to generations literally tells us that she's here, but she's not for the reasons everybody thinks she is. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not the fact that she did not have abilities because we're pretty sure she did, mm-hmm. but it's just that wasn't the reason why everything happened the way that it did. It Mm. was more so that she's here to protect further generations and make sure that we have something to say Mm -hmm. and we're being heard, not the fact that we're supposed to be quiet and whatever else she thinks, so. Something tells me you speak your mind as well. Almost definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that in you. It's definitely a strong lutes trait nowadays. Us girls, we don't really really hide much. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Any other encounters or stories that you would like to share? Um, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes on here that I mean, um, that it's just that's the only thing I can chalk it up to being is mm-hmm. just her saying hi or her making sure that everything's okay because there's never anything aggressive. It's never anything that's it's never anything that's overpowering. Mm-hmm. Um, she has said my name, um, which was. Which was a little weird because mm-hmm. my family um, they they don't call me Jessica at all. Like I've never I've never liked that name. Um, it's always been Jesse or Jess. Mm-hmm. And I was laying in bed one night and everything was quiet. My kids were asleep, and it's as if someone was basically in my ear and said Jesse. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. It was definitely a soft woman's voice that I, I that I heard. Um, it wasn't it wasn't anything that scared me enough to 
to not make me go back to sleep. And yeah. So I wasn't, like, like I said, it's nothing threatening or anything like that, so. That's good. Yeah, uh, definitely she is with you. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. If there's anything, is there anything that you, because you, I know you, you sometimes speak out loud to her, you've mentioned that before, is there anything that you've never told her that you'd like to say? Um, I've, I've mentioned just, you know, like, um, what, what she went through and whatever else, like, I understand that, like, she hears stuff that goes on and stuff, because mm -hmm. I've talked about it 101 times being here, where I've done my own research, and I've mentioned names, mm -hmm. and when I mentioned the names, like, like I said, I got goosebumps the minute I said that, um, yeah. when I mentioned Rosilla, as in Jane, which was her mother, mm -hmm. I kind of get the feeling that she's she kind of gets a little bit upset um because you just get this like overwhelming feeling in that that one spot where it just seems like everything just stops so um for me to say something to her i haven't had anything replied back mm -hmm. but she does show signs that she does hear what i'm saying or that she is present when i'm saying it so mm -hmm. i don't think she's I don't think she really has anything to say because, like I said, if she did, she'd let you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, unless there's anything else that you'd like to say, any other stories nope. or anything like that? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Well, thank you so very much. I'm really, I, I, I'm so honored that you're able to be on the show and share stories about Rebecca and your family. So thank you very much. Most definitely. Thank you for having me have any questions about uh, Rebecca's grave if you've ever been there I'd like to hear about it so as always paranormalheart13 at gmail.com tell me any encounters have you been to Rebecca's grave let me know well we've made it to the end of another episode Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to purpleplanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 